0: Hey everyone, before the podcast begins, we just want to talk a bit more about folklory our audio service we launched a few weeks ago that we are so freaking excited about. Um, what we do is we help you celebrate someone special in your life with messages from the people they love in the form of a podcast that we help you create. Our interviewer will... Uh, chat with someone you nominate to talk about a specific person, a theme, it could be about a gift for someone's birthday, and we'll condense it into a 30-minute personalized podcast just for that person.
1: And as part of a campaign that we're doing to push Folklory forward, we're aiming for 100 customers in 100 days. And it's really exciting because we've actually delivered for the first batch of customers. And we even have testimonials from one of the customers, which you'll listen to right here. I think the team have very good experience being able to talk to people of all sorts and of all personalities and draw out the things that matter, you know, as, as a human being passing through the world and maybe also with an emphasis on people who grew up in a very Asian conservative culture where people don't really communicate their inner thoughts and feelings. So I think it's really valuable. It's, it's, like, it's like instead of sending family to a therapy session, you can just do this casual conversation and open a channel for dialogue.
0: So yeah, that's actually someone we recorded and we created a Folklory for. So if you want to find out more, please head on over to our website. It's folklory.com, F-O-L-K-L-O-R-Y. The link is in the show notes and we would love as much as support as we could get from our listeners. All right, now on to the podcast. What's up everybody, welcome to another episode of YALA, your Thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news and the buzziest topics and the most amazing announcements. With a touch of what Terence?
1: With a touch of intrigue and uh, political wrangling.
0: (laughs) Oh we're going dark, we're going going, dark this Good Friday. Going all, in.
1: going all in man this yeah. good friday um but like how was your week man um i mean, it was a it, I mean it was a you know typically kind of busy week and everything and mm. uh but yeah the the i mean it was i think the week was defined by what happened on thursday evening la. the dropping of the the, the proverbial bomb, la, right
0: Wow, really yeah so so that's interesting you say that because uh, to me I don't see it as that seismic as, as maybe I, I should lah. so mm. we can talk about that. Sure. Um, we can talk about it. but one thing like today we are recording on the night of Good Friday and there's something quite, something quite nice about recording at night lah. even though it kind of screws up the, the schedules and, and all that. Mm. Um, but yeah it feels like a little more intimate a little more intimate man.
1: No I feel like it's one of those weeks where you kind of need to have a bit of time to breathe and reflect. So the mm. fact that it's a long weekend, it's the first night, and you know of the long weekend and everything. Uh, that's why. That's why. There's that feeling of uh, this needs to be done, uh, This podcast needs to be done.
0: First night being being led by our next leader, right? No, the you're new not. New you're chapter of no, not, not led yet. Not let yet. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, not Okay, yet. but before that, before that, we do want to make a plug. Yes. Do want to make a plug, um, and the plug is is for for an intern, man. Yeah. Um, and why are we making this blog, Terrence?
1: No, I think it's uh yeah, we very specifically uh want to say that, you know, if you're interested in audio, you're interested in podcasts, or you have experience uh, editing audio and you know mastering audio or things like that, or you really, really want to learn, you know, uh we've got the job for you, right, as an intern. Mm, mm, mm. Because yeah. uh it's not only just our podcast but also our the new business we started called Folklery which is all about audio as well. So there's mm. a lot of uh, things that we want to do with folklore and we really need help now, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I would say audio would be primary, but there's also a bunch of video editing that, that we could use help with. So so if you want to learn about audio, if you're good at audio um, and, and just interested in editing, there's so much to be done. So much to be done and we guarantee that you will learn a fuck ton of shit. Mm. So if you're interested, just... Um, hit us up at our Yalabad Instagram just slide into our DMs just just do what you gotta do send us a portfolio send us your work tell us why you wanna intern with us and yeah let's 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 make it happen man yeah and and there really is a lot to do there's a lot to do yeah that's why we're here on cool. a Friday on a Friday night right yeah that's why yeah. <laughs> on Good Friday recording a podcast yeah cool cool alright now that that's out of the way what is the the bombshell that was
1: dropped last night man Terrence it's the it's the white elephant so to speak in the room right mm. the white white elephant in the room everyone's talking about it uh, i mean in not, not not in a controversial way but almost in a ah finally kind of way actually uh, actually normally the white elephant is the thing that nobody's talking about right? uh no actually white elephant is the something you buy that you don't use right i think I think maybe then, but the the more correct reference is the pink elephant right we were trying to not. we not talk about <laughs> the pink elephant. Oh, yeah, like, you know. So I, uh, maybe or maybe white horse. The white horse, uh. White horse is the... Well,
0: your, your, your <laughs> metaphors or... No, there's something... I think it's just the elephant in the room. The elephant in the room, correct, yeah. Fuck like you went put white uh, colours to this elephant. Yeah, or? I think pink elephant... Was there a club in pink, New no, York? No, pink elephant is the thing... Don't think about a pink elephant. Uh, yeah, 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 the correct, first correct. thing you think about is a pink elephant. White elephant is something you buy and you don't use. So I don't correct. think this is a white elephant. And then white horse... Kid. is that, White
1: horse is someone who's related to someone important in the army right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. so, so no colours. So yeah. Just as, so well, I mean, just as well this as
0: Every one of those things Kind of in some way Are related to the story mm. But um, It's I guess it's It's the It's not, it's the gorilla in the room okay. Ah that's the thing The gorilla in the room That everybody sees
1: oh, I've never heard The gorilla in the room you never heard The gorilla in the room I've heard the experiment Where the, there's a gorilla Bouncing There's People bouncing a ball And then you're asked To count How many bounces there were Then a gorilla Actually walks past Those people And people actually Don't notice in the video That's the experiment Oh yeah 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 is that where you yeah, get gorilla yeah.
0: in the room from? No, 800 pound gorilla,
1: it's, oh, 800
0: oh, pound 800 gorilla. gorilla probably, I, I heard
1: that, but I never heard the gorilla yeah. in the room. Like the gorilla, why is the gorilla in the room? That's the no, question.
0: so th- literally, there's using English.com, a thousand pound gorilla in the room is an idiom which can be used to say something in the, is the biggest problem in a relationship. Oh fuck! There's an article: the elephant in the room versus the 800 pound gorilla. Mm, yeah. <laughs> okay, so elephant in the room is the issue that everyone is ignoring. Yes. 800 pound gorilla is the one where everyone is you can't cognizant ignore. of.
1: Okay, got it. Yeah, you can't know. Yeah. So, so I guess this is the 800 pound gorilla. Correct, correct. That is walking past you as everyone's bouncing basketball. So yeah, correct, <laughs> correct. And there's a real, there's a real video. It's not even a, it's not even a, a joke. We will put that link in the show notes. Yeah, 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 yeah. We will put that link in the show notes. Yeah, yeah correct, correct. <laughs> Cool. Okay, so what are we talking about? Yes, we are talking about maybe the most uh important piece of political news that uh, you know in the uh that has come out in the past two years, right? Basically. Mm, mm, mm. And that is yeah. the the declaration that Lawrence Wong is the is definitively the leader of the 4G team leading mm. leading Singapore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I mean it's not it's not a new new
0: phrase that we've heard because just in fact within the past 2 years the previous leader of the 4G team was also announced um uh Sugar Daddy Hingla right yep. but then he stepped down last April. Yep, yep. Right. Yep. Um and and after 1 year which I mean at the time they said they needed time to come up with a candidate who who makes sense and after a whole bunch of processes that we'll get into yeah uh, Lawrence Wong has been endorsed
1: Mm. um
0: by by the group of ministers
1: yeah, So and, and the four ministers. PM Lee also uh, put out a statement lah, right? Yeah, uh, correct, correct, right, correct. Uh basically lays out the whole process of how they came to that decision and uh yeah.
0: Yeah. And and I mean the process essentially involved um the Corbun One, mm. who is the former transport minister and the PAP chairman, who uh, did like apparently did a consultation process and went spoke one on one with all the ministers mm. to kind of get views of um who they would want as the the leader of the four G four G team mm, mm, mm. Um, so I think yeah, Ko Bun Huan was went together around together with Tan Chuan Jin, who's the Speaker of the House, and the enthusiastic Secretary General Ng Chi Ming. Mm, mm. Then after that, they came to a consensus la, Then apparently uh, Mr. Kaur found that the overwhelming majority of those consulted supported Ms. Minister Wong as the leader mm.
1: so, uh, remember, the, PM, so the, yeah? the important thing to note is it's still a majority la, but not doesn't mean that it's uh, every single person it was doesn't mean that it was unanimous la, right? correct it doesn't mean that it was unanimous and also uh, the views of the
0: PM and the two senior ministers were not sought mm. so that means PM uh, Tarman and who's the other senior minister Teo Han, is it? No. Yeah, Teo Chihan. Mm, mm. Teo Han and Tarman were not sought. La. Mm. So, they were, they formed out. La. Yeah. They yeah. fomoed out. Yeah.
1: But, uh, then, uh, yeah.
0: So, okay. So, the thing about this leader thing, right? Mm. I remember the last time when they announced it for Heng Sui K, I was I was a bit like, now what does that mean? Because right now, Lawrence Wong is the finance minister. Mm. Uh, is he going to carry on? He's also, he also holds another, another big post and he's, um he's he's everywhere now, right? Mm-mm.
1: I so think in terms, of, a, in terms of yeah. uh their positions, I think we have to wait till the Prime Minister comes forward and announces changes because technically this would probably mean that he will become DPM la uh, deputy prime minister. Uh according to speculation from I think the Straits Times opinion editor that I just saw yesterday.
0: Like sugar daddy Hing lah, sugar daddy Hing or DPM Yeah, or and
1: yeah. you can you can be DPM and finance minister at the same time, yeah.
0: I guess you can, yeah. yeah. You can
1: because I mean ultimately, DPM is just like you know when PM is not around, DPM is the boss mm. uh, So so when when so when assuming PM is around most of the time, then then you'll be doing your finance ministry stuff lah, yeah. But I, I ultimately you still need to wait for the the actual announcement from PM about cabinet roles and reshuffles and all that lah. Yeah, but, but actually, yeah. I got I got one question. Ah, uh. uh. why 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 in this announcement now, of all times? Why on this Thursday evening, before a long weekend and everything? Uh? Um, I mean in the I larger scheme. Also, why now, and also in the more micro scheme, why on this date, uh, before a long weekend and everything? Uh?
0: so that next week on the nineteenth, all the four G ministers can go to the clubs and
1: party. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just in time for right. the, the Lawrence can go and open bottle, open bro. Bottle. <laughs> <laughs> open bottle. Come, everybody, Oh, MP. <laughs> <laughs> I tell Yeah, this yeah. <laughs> time. Right. All the other MPs can be, hey, Lawrence, you pay, ah. yeah. You pay, ah, On you, huh? Ah. Right. Zoop, book out one night. <laughs> you know, <I> <laughs> Everybody dressed in white dancing to like Mamo No, then they have so. those UV light parties, you know, where everyone in white will just glow in the dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Lawrence
0: thing. Wong, oh yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. Sugar Daddy Hang breaks it down on the floor. Yeah. Doing yeah. But why else? Eh?
1: Yeah. I mean, um I think people are saying like, you know, now the uh hopefully we've we've seen the worst of the pandemic behind us, touch wood. Right? Mm. Uh mm. And, and then yeah, lah, Singapore's opening up. We're already talking about Hosting F1, maybe two F1s for all we know. Uh and things like that, like J. Cho concert announced and all that. So it seems like stuff is getting back to uh normal-ish, you know. Mm. And and mm. and this is something this is a decision that was supposed to have been made like you know a year ago or two years ago already. So no better time to re- announce it. Lah. But uh, I also think that, you know, uh during the pandemic they realized as well that a lot of these like uh uh, announcements when they make it on like on the just before the weekend, right? There mm. usually there usually is a, a a bit of time for everything to sort of settle down and simmer down, and people to think about it over the weekend, and then after that on Monday, you know, the news cycle like kickstarts all over again, like, right? Mm. And analysis and all that. And, and so so less. there's generally be be less chatter lah, you know on, on, on social media and all that
0: yeah they tend to do that quite a lot uh, this sort of yeah. announcement yeah. then like people like us
1: have to record on public holiday <laughs> yeah, all, exactly. thanks to them yeah or we could have been talking about something some other fun crazy serious topic or what, but no you know we have to cover this <laughs> yeah. on the weekend yeah. you give me all the reporters also like
0: fucking hell yeah, man. Yeah. long weekend I plan staycation already <laughs> all just throw away
1: uh, right. yeah. Or I go in church and this is my religious holiday, then suddenly I have to write articles.
0: Yeah, I have to write article, make video, record uh, podcasts or yeah, yeah. but but, but,
1: but in, in that sense also you can tell that there was uh, it was coordinated I mean, not say coordinated, but I think Lawrence Wong put up a Facebook post. Uh, hmm. then the other candidates All the rumored candidates lah, right, Chan Chun Singh Ong Ye Kang also all, all had Facebook posts come out uh, yeah. quite quickly. So it seems to me that um Yela, yeah they 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 all kinda you know, seem to be ready for this announcement to be happening already. La. So so when you heard it, right, what was your what was your first thoughts? Actually when I first heard it, it was uh via one of our friends slash listeners, Don. He messaged mm. me, It's Lawrence Wong. So <laughs> I think at that point I was like changing my baby's diapers or something. And I saw mm. that, I was like, Oh, is he referencing like the you know when we asked in our I, podcast about who we should get on our podcast next Like, like if you could oh. interview someone on a podcast, who you interview? So I thought he was just messaging me to say, oh, I would love to interview Lawrence Wong la. Then 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 I went to like look, I went to like, I was like, oh shit, wait, no, is he referencing something else? Then I just Googled Lawrence Wong and then the article came up la. Yeah. Mm. And then when you saw it, um, I mean, it was it was it's big news I, I was definitely. Well, were you surprised or not? Not say surprised, but uh I mean I guess the timing of it was quite surprising to me, la. Yeah. The timing also, it's of just it. the timing la. Because it, I mean we seem to be winding down for the week and everything, like, you know? Because it really came out of nowhere, la, Right, there was no chatter at all. Yeah, there wasn't any chatter that this was happening, la. yeah.
0: Yeah. So so Koboon One and these one on one meetings all happened very covertly.
1: covertly. No buzz, no chatter and boom, come out. Yeah. Um, what is like for, for someone who's retired from politics or so he's still doing a lot of stuff, yeah. He's SPH yeah. chairman, and all that. Oh, he's SPH chairman. Uh? The new I think yeah, the new um non media Non uh. non profit arm. You know, mm. the SPH Media Trust. He's the chairman, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. yeah. But
0: so yeah, so when I remember seeing this, I I was not uh I mean I, I, I was like, oh okay, that, that kinda makes sense. Like you can almost draw the 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 dots or join the dots that that led up to this like, because I think in recent months, or maybe even a past one or two years, uh, we can see Lawrence Wong kind of like get bigger and bigger roles, mm. uh, give more more and more important speeches. Well, the so-called competitors, uh, Ong Ye Kung, Chan Jun Sing, and even Desmond Lee, to a certain extent, their roles were or maybe they just they just didn't leave that good a, uh, an impression when I don't know publicly speaking, or even the roles that that they. That they have, like, it's not front and center as Lawrence Wong. Mm. And they always tend to rile people up la, somehow. Yeah. Somehow they always do that. Yeah. So that's where for this I was like, okay, I mean, it makes sense. La. It doesn't feel like,
1: wow, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, I, I, I as in, I, I always kind of saw Lawrence Wong as the front runner already. La. Mm. I, I'm not going to say I called it or anything like that because there's like, well, like, really, literally in one of the WhatsApp groups, and I am with you. You literally type that. Yeah, yeah I was just doing that to to irritate <laughs> irritate people in the WhatsApp group, lah. But uh, <laughs> but the, the the truth is that like, you know, none of us would uh, would know the political, uh, you know, happenings behind the scenes, ah. But yeah. the yeah, just from everything that we've seen in recent months of of uh, of 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 the political theatrics that everyone is doing, like Right? Of all hmm. of them, it felt like. Lawrence Wong Swan was a uh, straight line to the to the prime ministership la. especially Wait. when that you know that that speech about a race uh, yeah. at the IPS at the IPS session came out. So and even the even the, the budget the, right that was a yeah. a big thing for him this year. Yeah, no, I I, I think um uh, a lot a uh, a lot of the little signs were that uh like the budget. I mean, like like I think uh we go back to that that podcast we did with the financial coconut when, when mm. you ask how what what do you think of the budget is? It you know it's a it's a really tough budget to deliver, la, but it seemed to be delivered um, with a conscience, la, you know, with with them acknowledging certain things about the difficulty of higher cost of living and things like that, la, right? So mm. so that's a real skill la, to be able to deliver bad news and then not have everyone like be bitching about it the next day, la, right? Yeah. Um, you know, but, but, but I would also say that there, maybe in a sense that there might be some confirmation bias at play, both for you and myself, la, right? Because mm. we we already I mean we've talked about this at nauseum and talked about how Lawrence is probably the, the next one in line, because I mean a a lot of uh, I mean a WhatsApp group with like uh, you know friends, who who I, I would describe as more establishment like, in the sense that they 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 are definitely the types that vote PAP because there's no reason for them to vote opposition. They're doing very well in life. They 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 all you know um, high level working professionals. Uh, or you know, doctors, lawyers, blah blah. They, they're sort of or finance people and all that. Um, mm. So they got no reason to be angry at PAP or anything. But a lot of them were unhappy that Lawrence Wong was chosen. So, mm. so, so 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 yeah. In that sense, I I didn't I maybe in my my in my little bubble, I didn't feel that it was a it was a sure case that Lawrence Wong would be chosen as well Because you know these things sometimes can can surprise you. Uh, but, yeah, the there, there, there are differing opinions, and there are people who who think Ong Yi Kang is a much better choice or Chan Jun Singh is a much better choice, etc. Yeah, Yeah.
0: so so that's interesting because as I was thinking, okay, first of all, personally, I was like, okay, this kind of makes sense. It feels yeah. like it makes sense. Then you go online, and generally, um, I would say, based on whatever I could find, not just in my social media circles, but on Reddit and all that, it, not too much hate against this. La. Mm, um, mm. Right. But that's where it made me think, like, hey, shit, is this, is there something up since when, like, something like this uh, is so not polarizing? Mm. I guess when Sugar Daddy Hang also was announced, there wasn't too much polarization that I uh, recall. So but there was a lot of
1: surprise also, like, there was a surprise. Yeah, so yeah. maybe
0: maybe there was surprise there. Yeah, there was yeah. surprise. Um, but, but, but like in this case, I mean, I'm glad that you say you have heard some sentiments and think otherwise because yeah, yeah la, Like most people won't have uh, any idea what what goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. But it almost feels
1: a little too... Too feel-goody about it, the whole thing. La. Yeah, there's something,
0: <laughs> something a bit
1: yeah. off. La. So, so I mean, okay. I mean, let's just be... Let's just put on our foil hats for a while. Yeah. yeah. This is the part I really enjoyed about the whole process. La. You ah. pull up... Ongi Kang and Chan Chun Singh's uh, Facebook post about this announcement okay it's,
0: I have them I have them on the tab it's quite it's yeah. quite interesting
1: how differently they're worded lah. Uh, uh-huh. firstly I think the first thing you notice Ongi Kang Ong Kang's is longer it's got a couple of paragraphs more than Chan Chun Sing's one so yeah. but Chan Chun Singh starts with congratulations to Lawrence Wong I'm glad the team has come to a decision on the succession that's his first paragraph right mm. Um. hmm Where's only comes one? It starts with, my cabinet and party colleagues selected and endorsed Minister Lawrence Wong to be our leader earlier today. Uh, right from the start succession planning, 4G ministers are clear that we are selecting someone who can bring out the best in the team as we serve Singapore. We now have a good outcome. So, just hearing these two, the starting of these two messages, which one do you feel is more positive about Lawrence Wong? Wait, uh, so,
0: the right from we now have a good outcome. Uh, I mean, to me, both both don't don't leave a distinct difference for me. But for you. Okay.
1: No, to me, it's quite clear that Ong Kang is saying that whatever has been announced today is good. He's saying it's good. Ah. Whereas Chan Jun-seng is just basically saying, well, congrats to that person. Uh, I think it's good that the team has finally reached a decision. Uh, (laughs) Uh, you get a subtle difference there you get a subtle difference there and then Ongi Kang backs it up continuing with the next two two paragraphs to to talk about how he has worked with Lawrence Wong and you know we've worked very well together and you know this he puts his heart in what he does and uh, whereas for Chan Chun Sing he says oh he just says that Lawrence and I entered politics at the same time 2011 and you know we have had camaraderie over the years and I look forward to continue working closely with him you know? He doesn't necessarily uh. he's not raining praises on on uh on Lawrence Wong la, in, in terms of how what he thinks of Lawrence Wong or anything like, right? Uh uh, uh and uh. then <laughs> and then finally, you know, Ongikang's like 4G team now led by Minister Lawrence Wong will continue to put Singapore and Singaporeans at the heart of every decision we do. I will do my utmost to support him and look forward to be part of his team. My heartiest congratulations, Lawrence Wong. Whereas uh, mm. Chan Chun Seng, you see his final paragraph is it's a very generic, like a GPSA kind of thing about, about, oh, Singapore is emerging from the worst of pandemic. There remain many challenges we have to overcome. The 4G team will work closely together with Singaporeans to improve their lives while seizing opportunities to leave a better Singapore for future generations. What well, you must read in that frowning voice. Yeah. No, Maybe okay. Chan choo uh, was fucking um, happy when he wrote obviously, this. Obviously, I am taking liberties with the tone of it. But it's uh. very clear to me that Ong Kong is much happier uh, or at least uh, just from this Facebook post la, <laughs> is much happier about Lawrence Wong being the boss than Chan Chun Singh is la. it's very clear to me <laughs> right you can't, you, okay, can't, you can't dispute you can't dispute the the tone okay and yeah lah the, yeah the, la, the, the subtleties
0: I but, but I haven't looked at la- uh, uh, Ong Kang's other post versus Chan Chun Singh's other post maybe maybe they, they have a different uh, general disposition on Facebook okay, and yeah, Chan Chun yeah. Singh also posted it at 6.36pm mm. while Ong Kang posted it at 807 so maybe Ong Kang hmm. looked at Chan Chun Sing's post and was like, "Wow, that's, that's that's a bit cold, bro." No, yeah, let yeah. Let me, so, let me.
1: Yeah. I mean, definitely lah. Like, maybe, maybe. Okay, but I just try to put them at surface value, lah. Like, right. The most, what was the first response to the announcement on the social media of both of these guys, like, Who we know hmm. were, who we know were both front runners for the thing, like. And I just found it interesting that when I read, yeah, when I first read both of them, I was like, "Oh, okay, lah." Like, they both congratulated him on it, but but. If you start to really think about because because you know you and I we deal in words right we know that when people write words like this, mm. they 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 agonize over every word they use. They agonize over the tone, the what are you bring out, what are you trying to say with every statement. You see, so mm. I, I really felt like Ongi Kang's one was much more about. Oh yeah like, like he's one of those That's go, that going to Zook To open bottle With Lawrence Wong like, You know Whereas Chen Chu Singh <laughs> Is more like the uh, Yeah ah, let me see if I, to, yeah, yeah. if I got time yeah. To drop by I'll drop by I'll let you know I'll let you know <laughs> I'll WhatsApp you I'll let you know You tell me where I'll let you know <laughs> The just as Lauren Wong about
0: Lawrence Wong about to open another bottle, Chan Chun Sing is like, guys, you know, I got an early, morning, early tomorrow, morning tomorrow. Singapore uh, I'll I'll
1: f- Yeah, Singapore <laughs> we need to we need to seize opportunities to leave a better Singaporean. <laughs> Singapore for future generations. So good night. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. No,
0: yeah. but I think one thing I also saw uh in, in the rumblings online or elsewhere, the sentiment that Lawrence Wong makes sense because he's the he can be the bridge between Ong Ikang Kang and Chan Chun Singh. Mm,
1: mm, yeah, because, because
0: chan, chan chun singh and ong kang i think their their demeanor their vibe maybe a little more
1: a little more polarizing la, right um, yeah
0: and, and, and i mean l- I, I don't know i mean
1: it's very clear to me i mean ong yi kang and chan chun singh both came from the military and everything right mm. um it's not easy to also navigate your way up the military ranks la, right without Mm. Without having being at least a very competitive, ambitious person or also right. So yeah. they are we know for a fact that they are very ambitious, competitive people
0: mm, mm, mm. mm Whereas
1: so, Ron Swong is like, you know, chill, play guitar or, <laughs> Right. Yeah, play I, guitar. Mean, I don't want to say that but yeah, he's not the conventional what you would think of uh, a of a uh, of a prime minister kind of person. I mean I mean it, the it, big elephant in the room also I mean that uh the, I mean, elephant no wait, the big gorilla in the room also is I mean, you know, is there any are there any parts of his personal life that might get in the way of being a, a clean cut politician? You know, uh, and you I mean I, I I believe that he, he has been divorced before, but mm. uh, apparently that yeah that doesn't seem to be a, a consideration that much these days la. And that's a good thing la, to me, you know. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's quite I, like like what you say like it's maybe he is that, that middle ground between these these two very competitive competent people la.
0: And and in some way also it's I guess it's refreshing that okay, here's a guy who is not as like um it's my way or the highway. Or at least that his comm skills la his comm skills are are more in the vein of like uh, a Tharman, for example, you know, like yeah. eloquent, articulate, like can say things that are maybe not the easiest to swallow but he makes it a little a little tastier. La. Correct, correct. But but that's where I'm like, mm, okay, this is a little a little too good to be true. I don't know. Um, Too good for who? No, as in I don't know. Like as I get older, the 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 more the more like like super positive, clean as a whistle kind of people always make me feel a little unnerved, So like who's, who's super positive, or clean as a whistle, to you, Okay, la? so I mean my friends uh know this, but there's let's say Tom Holland, la, okay? okay, I don't know. There's something about Tom Holland that I just feel that like, okay, there's something off about this guy, la. You're jealous. He's dating Zendaya, is it? No, 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 not that. If, if like that, I'll be jealous of so many people. Okay? Oh, okay. <laughs> but the thing is about Tom Holland, right? There's something about him that just I can't put my finger on it, la. Mm, but But something mm. like he's just so happy all the time, so laughy all the time, and like I don't know, yeah. People, people yeah, so. So who is, is it, Lawrence Wong? You're saying Lawrence Wong like that? No, I mean Lawrence Wong. Like in this whole case, it's like oh, it's like um generally quite quite positive and sunshine and roses, or at least that's the feeling I get, like. So I'm just being like okay. Okay, let's not get caught up, you know. Mm. Still, still, you like just because someone's eloquent and articulate, um, need to need to kind of like a, just, just not let that be cloud anything else, you, so, you know so what I mean? I know. Sometimes when people are too good a talker, so it's a little like yo, man. And I guess that's where Chan Chun Sing and Ong Ye really feel like they're talking,
1: like no filter, la, You know. <laughs> mm, but in some ways, uh. Yeah la, in the last at least in the last two years lah, really, mm. uh, what I've realized like uh, is that just being smart alone doesn't mm. doesn't necessarily mean people will listen to you lah, right? Mm. And then mm. being able to communicate and, and actually get people to to listen to you, really listen and understand what you're trying to do, or at least uh, understand that you're trying to be, you're really sincere about what you're trying to do, is uh, can be more important lah can be more important yeah. than being the smartest person in the room, can be more important than, than having all the evidence and the facts lined up in your in your speech and things like that, lah, right? You yeah, know, we, yeah, we yeah. have the smartest scientists who are out there trying to tell everybody to get a vaccine, uh, get the vaccine or, you know, things like that, but but it wasn't working lah in a lot of places around the world, lah, right? So, yeah. in some sense, maybe there's the recognition from the PAP, the ranks of the PAP itself, lah, right, that, that um communication actually is a much is a very, very important thing for the next generation. Uh, yeah. uh not next yeah. generation, not just, I mean the next generation of voters, uh, right? You know? People who, who that they're, they're gonna lead into the next generation and all that. Uh. So but, so there, there there's the sense that I get that uh, there are a lot of people who say that Chan jun Singh is very smart. E-kang is very decisive and very you know, he, he he seems much more of a real leader during a crisis and things like that. But um I think all in all the balance of of what Lawrence Wong has been able to do, in terms of chairing the MMTF, uh, delivering a you know a very somber budget, you know, um, and 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 yeah you know, speaking about difficult issues and and getting Singaporeans to play along with everything the past two years, overall I think his report card has been pretty 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 decent right.
0: No, but it's it's it's. I mean, on that note, right? One thing that I think is lacking is like even for the way we are talking about it, we're not really focusing on the policies or the things that he has pushed. He has pushed through, and I totally recognize that for PM, that is a big part of like I mean, for for any leader, political leader, that is a big part. Mm. Uh, and I wish that for this announcement, it came along with like a like like what you say, a scorecard literally of what Lawrence Wong has done, mm, mm. because. I think now, if we get too caught up in their comm skills and their ability to, you know, like, uh, rouse the, like, uh, galvanize people and all, it's also kind of... uh, It's, it's just one aspect of it, lah, you know? Mm-hmm. is the theatrics of it. Mm-hmm. Um, But, yeah, I, I wish just, like, you know, they could just attach, like, you know, Lawrence Wong's CV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we can be like, oh, in the past two years, he has done this, this, this. Because we, we don't get insight into... How or, or the exact discussions that happen behind closed doors. Mm. Um, and that's where when people say, oh, you know, Chan Chun Singh is like super smart. I mean, we, 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 we don't know the full picture. La. So, if only there right. was some way that they could share that as well, like mm. the real quantifiable milestones or achievements that any political leader has done la, when they are announced into a new position.
1: Yeah, I, I've, I've, I've really tried to drill down to that the question before. Like, I mean, there are people who tell me, oh, I've worked with Chan Chun Singh. In the army and things like that before, and he told me he's one of the smartest guys ever. And I really try to understand what 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 do you mean by smart? Cause to me, army smart is is different from a private sector smart right? And mm. and to another level also, private sector smart is different from a you know a policy Political smart, smart. Yeah. or and and that is different from a street smart, and is that is different from academic smart, you know? So there's a lot mm. of different levels of smart or different types of smart. I think it's a spectrum to it lah. So what yeah. exactly are, do these people mean by saying that Chandru Singh is very smart? Um uh, you know, I've been trying to ask around to people who who say they support Chandru Singh as, as PM and all that and all that, you know. So uh, I haven't really got a very satisfactory answer uh from any of these people. Um uh, mm. and, and a lot of times I feel that people have vested interest interest in, in making yeah. him smart. Because I mean, let's say you are if you are you if you are from the army and, and then if your general is in the running you know if you say your general is very smart i mean that also kind of reflects on you who you are as a, as a soldier as, as an army person or so right so it's mm, biased same way if you are working for
0: a manager at a company or your ceo and you say Whoa, fucking, smart, fucking you know, smart you know i get along that well with my ceo yeah
1: then you're like uh it's a it's a flex la, right it's a yeah. flex yeah it's a flex it's like wow you know i get along with my ceo and he uh you know he he told me this, he told me that he taught me this, taught me that. You know, there's the yeah, same it, level, the like, same level bro. Same yeah. level. We understand each other So I, I and yeah, and and, and again I, I also discount I discounted when you're you know, saying army smart versus other kinds of smart also, right? Yeah. Uh, cause, cause yeah. yeah so so I, I I don't know if, if there's anybody in our subreddit, you know, like uh, who can even just give us a clue or, and you, you you know that Chandjun Singh is smart and you can articulate why. Please, like, tell tell us why. That's something I really, really, really want to know. Same for Ongi uh, Kang that, also. Same for Ongi Kang, yeah. I guess that must be quite cool when you're in
0: your 50s and 60s and people who, they talk about you, they're like, wow, you fucking smart. you yeah. smart.
1: Do, do you think people a, talk about you that way?
0: Uh, I have no idea, no. <laughs> I, think, I think people might say that I'm, uh, how you say uh, Your big eyes. Got big eyes. Got big eyes. Big eyes. eyes. Yeah. Uh, Talkative, uh. opinionated. I don't know whether smart is going to be part of that vocab. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Uh, you? No, I, I sort of given
1: up on people calling me smart long, like 20 years ago. you really.
0: a smart ass. La. A smart <laughs> ass.
1: No, I, I don't <laughs> mind. I, 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 I much rather be, yeah, la, be, be much more like, yeah, la, like uh, smart ass or funny, you know, than, than smart. La.
0: Oh, you would much rather be sm- smart ass or funny than smart?
1: Yeah, yeah. Because, cause, like I say, la, like, smart doesn't necessarily mean that. That you know, it, there's so many different types of smart, also, like, right? But as it relates to what we what we are doing for a living now, you know, being uh, funny or smart is more important than being smart, smart, like, right?
0: Uh I mean, in some way also, you can be funny, but all you make is like just fart jokes. I don't know how many people will listen to uh, to our podcast. Yeah, and... It's not that funny, like, it's
1: not that funny. Yeah, what fart it's jokes? Fart jokes, like. It's not that. Hey, funny.
0: fart jokes can be funny. Depends. Okay. La, depends. Yeah. yeah. Same way, Same way. Any joke about anything can be funny.
1: Uh, also it's just also, depends, uh, also depends. It's just <laughs> yeah. You what kind of argument is that? Depends. Yeah, it depends. I mean, I mean uh, without going into specifics because there's I think there's a whole long conversation <laughs> also. La. But but yeah, I mean I mean I I think I think it's it's uh it is um I mean part of, it's probably part of politics as well, lah right? Where they hmm. need to be able to uh let's say like someone like Dr. Janio Putucherry, right? Mm. He came on a podcast. He hung out with us for about two hours, and mm. uh, left a generally positive impression on us yeah. and on our audience as well. Our audience yeah. of a, you know at least a couple thousand people who listen to every podcast and all that, right? Yeah. So it's it's, I mean that's a skill you know to to be able to do that within the, that two hours. So yeah. you know like uh it's it's and it's something you you know that he has had a lot of uh you know, media training whether whether I don't know, through his work or through through whatever sources but he's he's yeah, he knows what he's doing right. And mm. maybe in that same way these guys also know how to make mesmerise a room and make everyone feel like, wow, these guys are so smart. That's why they're our leaders like you know? Maybe, yeah. Possibly, Maybe. possibly, yeah. That's why,
0: yeah. Just the whole dynamic of all these these ministers and I mean, chances are they've been really working neck and neck for the past two years, right? They must be pretty damn tight. Wow, oh, it'd be mm. fun to get them all like hammered that's and right, then just yeah. ask them truth or dare
1: questions. Yeah, that's why I, I was questions. so fascinated to hear that they used to have a football team and yeah. everything because I, I mean, that's a, if I if I was there and there was someone I didn't like, I think I would probably be the one that like kicking their legs and stuff like that. <laughs> that's
0: why you're not. That's why you're not a minister. That's why, why I'm not.
1: Because like, yeah. <laughs> I can't <laughs> play that game. I can't like smile. <laughs> oh hey, hi hi, nice to meet you. And then let's play let's play football. Oh, you know I'm so tired. I can't run. I'm so I'm so unfit and I can't. It's a a tackle. Yeah, a- a tackle. tackle like, angry wow tackle. You know, like, that kind of Yeah. Can't but
0: go, yeah, I don't have I mean, for it, like. yeah. But yeah, it'd be interesting to hear from from our listeners what their thoughts are on on our subreddit or instagram or anything man please please share your thoughts yeah
1: but your your i mean your people around you your family or are they, uh how have they been reacting to the news you know
0: haven't met my family since uh, yesterday okay so
1: okay. the that, that surveys have not been done yet okay but your fiance all these things any
0: um i mean fiance yeah like uh, same thing like oh okay that makes sense oh. you know it feels okay but we haven't gone in depth yet
1: I no 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 cheering or anything happy
0: la? Uh, I mean, just like okay, Why mm-hmm. in your household, y'all were like like popping popping champagne already? Ah,
1: eh? uh, no lah, no lah. But I think uh uh you know, at the same time while we are hearing this news, we're also getting news that oh, people in Shanghai are dying from the lockdown. Uh in America, mm-hmm. cases are rising again. New York City, you know, things like that. And then uh, over here, we are, you know, we're you know we're making plans for staycation oh, and stuff up. like that. You know? Yeah, yeah. So opening up. It's, it's like yeah is it the last two years have they really has it really been as bad as some people are saying it is has been or, or you know is it is it are we really doing a lot better than than what we actually give ourselves credit for you know mm. yeah so, so that makes me wonder the announcement like this coming at this time makes me wonder about that like whether are we really that have we done so well that we can just be like looking past COVID and and thinking about all these existential issues, like who is going to be my leader and stuff like that, Right? Mm, yeah, uh, yeah. Cause remember that when the cool. when we did the the last general election, it was in the thick of COVID, and a lot of people were damn pissed off that that we uh, we uh we were doing an election or so Right? Yeah, yeah. Whereas now I think people are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about time to talk about this leadership thing. Eh?
0: Go, ben- go, mental bandwidth. Uh.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Mental bandwidth. But cool. Yeah, Interesting. Ah, uh. cool. Cool. So speaking yeah. of, uh, the handing over—I mean, at least the announcement of uh, the shift of power in one one large uh, Singapore Inc. Uh, with, with our next topic is also about the shift of power in another very large uh, corporation. Mm. Uh, you know, led by by an, uh, a very hostile a hostile investor, uh, so to speak, a hostile mm. takeover situation. And what is yep. this yeah. story? Um, it is the the bombshell that came
0: at around the same time as the announcement of Lawrence Wong uh, as the 4G leader. Mm. Um, the announcement being that Elon Musk had filed a um, like legal bid to buy over Twitter for mm. I think 40 plus billion dollars. So 43 billion I think. 43 billion. Yeah. Um uh, which is a bit higher than i think the market cap of twitter at this point which is 35 billion or something yeah, yeah. um but the it was the off the back of a few uh, funny incidents the past week involving elon musk and twitter la. yeah
1: um
0: so it's just led to a whole bunch of discussions and and interesting thoughts on what could happen next because right now it's still a developing story lah. right yep, yep yeah but but maybe like um i mean i don't know how how many of our listeners are actually active on Twitter. Mm. But um, I think Elon Musk, is quite prolific on Twitter. Like. He's got 80 plus million followers and he he's so influential on Twitter, it's scary. Like. I think there was one time he said he wanted to take pri- uh, Tesla private by mm. sell, uh, or he wanted to sell shares of Tesla at $420 uh, around the time of 420, which is the day that commemorates, uh, commemorates uh, marijuana in the US. And it resulted in a SEC issues with the SEC because it impacted the stock price of Tesla. Yeah. Um yeah. and another time he, he would just tweet some ridiculous thing and then it would impact the stock price of this. And yeah, it's just he, he's that influential. Mm. So if we if we rewind a bit, basically around uh it, it kind of started March twenty seventh, I, I think uh when elon musk just floated the idea of starting a new social network um that that is all about free speech and true speech and all that and uh he got a lot of feedback on on twitter just encouraging him to to get a part of twitter as opposed to starting a new um, social network then he revealed on april 4th that he bought 9.2 percent of twitter Mm. which would make him the majority shareholder or the biggest shareholder in Twitter Mm. Um, and then there was then he started like posting polls on Twitter saying do you want an edit button Uh, and replying to that tweet uh, with another tweet saying the consequences of this poll will be important please vote carefully Mm. and then the tweet about uh, requesting for an edit button was shared by the CEO of Twitter Parag Agrawal Uh, then on April 5th Twitter announces that Elon Musk will join its board of directors uh, which was announced by the Twitter CEO again. And then uh, Twitter announces that it was working on an edit button, which they apparently started to work uh, a year previously. And then April 9th, um, Elon Musk tweeted about Twitter, whether like Twitter is dying uh, and made, made some other comments. And then April 10th, uh, the Twitter CEO announced that Musk won't join the board yeah. for whatever reason. Um, then there were some tweets and then... April eleventh, um, Elon Musk kind of um, filed something new that overrode a previous uh, limit on the amount of shares he could buy of Twitter, which I think was capped at fourteen percent. So this new filing says he can acquire more shares. Then April twelfth, Twitter shareholder wanted to file a class action lawsuit against Musk because his tweets were apparently affecting affecting the stock price of Twitter. And then April fourteenth, Elon Musk offers to buy Twitter, and he all he did was he tweeted. Um, a copy of the the SEC filing.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So since then, um what well, what are some of the things you've you've heard or read up read read about uh?
1: Uh, I think he's he's uh there was a TED conference, a TED conference mm. uh, on Thursday as well, San Francisco time, mm. where he he said that he wasn't hundred percent sure if he'd be able to go through with uh, he'd be able to be successful uh, in doing it. Um but uh yeah la, he wanted to he reiterated that he wanted to yeah, la, bring back uh, fix the platform la, and then he felt that he couldn't do it as a board director la. yeah uh, so it's a, like like you said la, it's a developing situation but uh uh and uh, and uh, uh, yeah, la, It's a hostile takeover uh of the company and apparently also the i think the ceo of uh, Twitter wrote to his employees that yeah don't feel like don't feel like you're being taken hostage by Elon Musk and this offer. You know? but why is it a hostile takeover that you say? Because uh I mean in, in corporate parlance, the hostile takeover is usually when uh it starts with uh and the what they call an activist investor. An investor who thinks that the current management team is not doing well enough and you know, slowly comes in and acqu- and and sort of builds up enough Uh, enough stake in the company to influence the hiring decisions of the management that means they Mm. can they can come in and then they get a chair on the board and then they convince other board members that the current management team is not unlocking enough value for shareholders and the current management team needs to be fired so uh, there are literally like uh, corporate uh, corporate um, activist investors who do that for a living You know, they literally go and look at uh, all these these uh, the filings of all these public companies, and then they see which ones actually could do with better management or what, and then they go in and they rile up the you know they rile up all the shareholders. They they come in and they just rattle their swords and 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 warn of like you know if I get if I get majority stake, I will get rid of the management and and, and everything, uh, and and if if anything, it's um. It's a way of just waking up the whole company as well, lah, into realizing, hey, are we, uh, are we really getting the best value that, that we can get for the company, based on the management that we, we we've hired right now, lah, right? Mm, mm. So, when when they say it's hostile in the sense that that's what they, they come in with uh, the intention to to overhaul everything, lah, and then mm. it's it's not. I mean, you think about it for any company that has has taken years and years to establish a. a you know, a very uh a very stable, a very supportive board who supports your decisions, who supports your management and all things like that. For someone to come in and just say hey, every everything needs to be changed, that can be very, very uh I mean, yeah, like it that definitely feels hostile uh, at the very least. Right? Mm. So that that's I think that's why they are characterizing it as a hostile takeover. La.
0: So so what you're saying is that it's a hostile thing in the sense that Here's one person like a maverick, wanting to kind of impose his his um, vision his for a company just yeah. by by offering a sale, right? Or
1: offering to buy, buy it out. Uh, by yeah, by buying it out or convincing enough enough of the shareholder, uh, buying it out or convincing enough of the shareholders that the management team needs to be changed uh, entirely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and so so. Yeah, there, there was something that like
0: I, I, I recall reading about the hostile takeover, and it, it was yeah around that sort of sort of perspective. But um, I saw something that Mark Cuban, the the badass in entrepreneur in the US, also he was tweeting, which which unlike opened up a whole other uh, can of worms that I, I was reading up online. Basically, mm. his his point kind of said that okay, if if one person with access to like forty plus billion dollars can actually make an attempt to buy part of Twitter or buy over Twitter, yeah. it is now gonna open the doors for every big tech company out there like Google, mm. Facebook, to also try and do the same. Mm. Because in the grand scheme of things, forty three billion uh, for these huge ass companies is a is a drop in the ocean. Mm. Right. Um so it is gonna put a lot of pressure on Twitter because you can imagine like what you said for the shareholders um i think right now e- even at elon musk offer it is already higher than the, the uh, what the stock price was lah. Mm. so for the shareholders if elon musk buy the long longer term shareholders would still make a profit so there's going to be debt mm. pressure right yeah um and then if he if they say no uh, elon musk uh, might he's, he also say he might give up his 9.2% now uh, which yeah la, like if nine if your biggest shareholder is pulling out, I would assume that the stock price would dip la. So then the mm. shareholders will be like, yo, what the fuck? Um, why why are you saying no? Because if you say no, he's gonna pull out. The stock price is gonna go. So Mark Cuban was just saying that either way, Elon Musk stands to benefit lah because yeah. if he says no, uh, Twitter goes down, then he mm. could potentially put a new bid in future or yeah. or just enjoy the premiums that he has already um uh, enjoyed from the time he bought it to uh, that which caused the surge in the stock price like yeah so it's just it's just then you, you start looking at all these tweets and all and people like what like what you hinted at also like it could cause tensions between the management or the team and the and the shareholders like because if the management or the team believe in the long term vision of Twitter, um that they feel it can go past its previous high uh, that was enjoyed I think in February twenty twenty one. The shareholders are not gonna it's going to be tough to convince them, like, okay, hold on for another few years when there's an offer
1: right on the table now. Correct, correct. Yeah, yeah so, I mean, uh, yeah, without getting too much into the technical details of everything, uh, I, I I think the fact that the share price of Twitter hasn't risen to anywhere close to what Elon Musk is uh offering, it kind of also tells you that not a lot of people believe that Elon Musk is able to pull through, right? like in the sense that they don't believe that Elon Musk actually has the money to actually buy Twitter. Mm, you know? mm, mm. Cuz uh actually a lot of uh a lot of these hostile takeovers usually they they have to come with we already with the the money in place already la. meaning they either have the all the cash ready or or they have the backing of a bank and everything already. La. Mm. But Elon Musk would need to he need to do some a, a lot of uh uh, he need to jump through a lot of financial hoops, la In terms of like, you know, borrowing off his shares of Tesla and SpaceX, his current companies and all that, in order to haul up all that cash that he needs, or he will need to have a very uh, good working relationship with, with certain banks already, lah. Right, but mm-hmm. uh, doesn't mean also doesn't mean that the bank will will give him forty three million dollars, uh, forty three billion, just like that, lah. And there are certain banks like J P Morgan that apparently. Uh, so it seems like they have personal issues with Elon Musk and won't work, work with him. La. So not every not every uh, stream of of credit is available to Elon Musk. Or so la, right? Mm. So, uh, like you said, it could just be a uh, uh, Elon Musk. Stands, he you know he's he's media savvy also. Like he knows how to get himself uh, in the in the headlines and everything. Uh, and and you know that he's someone who also is kind of. He I think he also enjoys being the headlines to some extent of so, like, right yeah, yeah uh so could this just be uh, this whole thing just be like a a troll attempt just to just to you know uh yeah i mean and 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 he's have been very critical of Twitter even though he was using it so much and so much of his influence is locked on the platform right yeah so I mean is this just his attempt to to get them to bend to his will? You know, without actually having to cough up forty three billion to buy the company, and then have to run it as another big portfolio company of his, like you know. Yeah, that's why, why. it feels like he's operating in a different echelon of
0: society, also, well. Like, because yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. He, he he is. It doesn't just feel like it, but even just now when you were saying that he 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 might not have that much liquid cash on hand. Um, but if you think about it does he even need to go to a bank? Maybe he has a fucking WhatsApp group with other billionaires and he's like, yo yeah. guys, can I just borrow a couple of billion from each of you? They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just let me know how much. Let me know how much I'll wire, I'll, I'll wire to you. I don't know yeah. how the rules operate in those sort of quantums, but yeah. it's so weird that it's it's almost it almost feels like a game to him, man. Yeah,
1: yeah. That, no, And, and sometimes, he, maybe he doesn't even need to borrow the money to buy the thing. He could, I mean, maybe the other board members want to have Elon Musk as a fellow board member, you know you you no, don't yeah, know these things. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> true. Maybe they're like, "Oh yeah, actually, it'd be great if Elon Musk could could actually own Twitter, and, and you know, it'd be and then help to unlock the potential faster and all that la. But but so that's the thing, that like, It's a what we're watching here is a very, uh, it's it's sort of like uh you know those old old Renaissance paintings where you see like uh, it's a painting of a battlefield and there's so many different things going on. Mm. and then like yeah you, you, you look at one corner there's this like there's this fight going on there's this picture of blood and gore and, and violence then another corner there's another detail and everything and there's just so much so many different ways to to analyse this issue and so many different competing interests involved that um, it, it's very hard to to say exactly what will happen la.
0: it's like primary school oral picture la. I must say say renaissance painting
1: or that's what <laughs> we did in primary school right yeah but primary school is, is very simple it's just oh, hey, it's not simple it's okay on one hand think, <laughs> <our> Renaissance <laughs> painting is even down to like whoa, the, hey. the lighting and everything also. yo the
0: primary 6 oral examination is not simple man there are also so many things happening got one guy eating uh, like his breakfast okay. in a corner then another okay. person at the exercise corner exercising crack, crack, and then yeah, this yeah, couple yeah. walking holding hands yo man yeah, that's yeah. the Singapore
1: version of the Renaissance painting Okay, okay. I, I was just trying to. I was just trying to <laughs> sound like very cultured, like a, ass, huh? like a smart ass, like a smart ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. smart ass. Exactly. <laughs> no, but but yeah, I mean, my point is like yeah, like there's yeah. so many competing interests from yeah. the investors, from shareholders, from the markets, from Elon Musk, from from the media, you know, uh, from from Twitter, from the CEO of Twitter, and, and all these things. So you yeah, know, employees on Twitter, everyone has different interests. So it's like, it's interesting. And and no, oh, plus the fact that what he's planning to do, right? He's saying talking about opening up Twitter as a platform for free speech, right? Mm. That's going to rile up a lot of uh, people on the left as well. Yeah. You know, because Twitter has been, yeah, Twitter has been putting a lot of parameters and rules of what you can or you can't say on their platform, which has also riled up a lot of people on the right, who feel that they're being unfairly targeted for for what they're saying. And that's
0: why you can imagine to get 43 billion from the, maybe the right wing, right? You probably have money being thrown. It's almost like Elon Musk just <laughs> like inadvertently started a crowdfunding campaign to get 43 billion. And I don't think it'd be yeah. difficult, man. I mean, you yeah. think about like the Rumble, is it? Uh, the platform that Trump wanted to start. I yeah. think they are, they are swimming in money, man. Mm. I guess it's just almost like the world is not ready for for a billionaire as rich as Elon Musk. La. It's almost like, th- yeah, the, we, yeah, we don't know how to cope with someone who can just literally single-handedly affect companies to this extent, la. And it's yeah. it's scary, yeah. man. It is scary as remember,
1: shit. Yeah, remember that that classic scene from the movie, uh, the Christopher Nolan movie Inception, when when they they discuss about how they're gonna do that that big inception that final scene of everything mm. on the plane, and you know how they're gonna what they have to book out the business class tickets and, and close off that section. Yeah, and then yeah, the yeah. Japanese guy is like, "Uh, don't worry, consider it done already." Why? Then they're like, "Why?" Is because I bought the airline, you know. So it feels like this kind of moment, la, Right? Yeah. When the billionaires like, oh yeah, I wanna, I wanna, like, I wanna change a few things at Twitter. Oh, so how are you gonna do it? Well, buy over Twitter. <laughs> yeah, that's why. <like,
0: laughs> that's why yeah. like, exactly.
1: It has yeah. reached that
0: level already. Yeah. So so yeah, like it's gonna be interesting to see what
1: happens, la. Yeah. Oh yeah, it reminds me of a story. at The time when I, I think I was having, I was meeting some, really rich person, la, for for lunch, la. Mm. In a business kind of capacity, lah. And then I think I just sat down and then he like I was offered like oh, I I ordered a croissant or something and then I sat down. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, this. Then he was asking, Oh, what do you think of the croissant here? And I was like, Yeah, it's it's pretty good, uh. Then he's like, Oh, okay, that's that's cool. Yeah we were thinking of buying this place, la, so I just wanted to know what you thought about the croissant. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> so like it's a totally different echelon like when people ask me about croissant usually I'm thinking they're like oh yeah you know I come here often I oh I want to get so that also I'm so hungry Yeah, I sometimes, I, sometimes I sit here and have a coffee then I think about the croissant whereas for these rich people it's like oh yeah I sit here and I think about whether I want to buy the restaurant <laughs> <laughs> so in the end did that person buy it? I don't know I don't know I'm not sure yeah but it's just interesting like the way they think versus normal people <laughs> <laughs> Would love to get there one day, Would love to. Oh yeah, this this place the Chaipong nice or oh, is it yeah, I want to buy over this Chaipung restaurant.
0: Even the Chaipung restaurant is is uh, a bit more of a okay, like you can imagine uh the quantum of buying over a chaipong restaurant versus a restaurant. Uh, mm. I think is is also different. Like Chaipong stall. Lah. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. So maybe baby steps are baby steps. First you buy over <laughs> the uh I don't know, Singapore we don't have lemonade stands. Yeah. But you, you walk your you way up You store, ah. oh, store It's, ah, a it's like store. a flex ah. It's a bit yeah. of a flex It's a flex You, know,
1: hey, you come next time You come visit me You you come by Caipeng Store I give yeah. you a free meal <laughs> yeah. No you cannot say Caipeng Store You say oh yeah I, I own an eatery I own an uh, eatery, eatery. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah Then you show up At a Caipeng Store oh, yeah. Eh. Yeah, correct. Cool
1: oh, Cool man uh, Cool It's a developing so, story Yeah Yes Yeah, we, yeah, do, do, yeah do, do, do Keep us posted lah, If you're yeah. here New developments or so Mm, mm, mm. actually yeah. what's your interest in the story I mean it's just
0: the dynamics uh, of like you hear the, the narrative that we've all heard is oh these tech companies are getting too powerful then here comes one person who could yeah. potentially just maybe like one, tell one of those tech companies that we all have said are too powerful to shut the fuck up and I'm gonna buy your entire existence mm, mm. so I think that's ridiculous lah. it's crazy I mean it's interesting to watch um, but yeah, so that's where I feel like, hmm, okay, let's see what happens. True. You?
1: That's true. Uh yeah, yeah. I mean just, just the the fact that we have never seen billionaires with like eighty million Twitter followers mm. uh engage in this kind of like hostile takeover kind of behavior before la. Or at least that publicly, yeah. like publicly. Yeah, that publicly and and with probably with a lot of support from the public also lah, right? Yeah, correct, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that's that's what's interesting to me yeah, I mean, Elon Musk has transcended, uh, being just a business figure or anything already like, right? Yeah, he's really he's, an influencer. Yeah, he's in pop culture. already. La, yeah. Yeah, he's influencer, influencer to the max. Yeah, to yeah to the to the X as in SpaceX. Right? Max to the yeah. X. Yeah, but yeah, cool man. That yeah, brings us to. Uh, what is your one shot comment of the week? My
0: one shot comment was just posted fifty four minutes ago. Oh um, really? Yeah, it's it's from uh Brian, Bryan who posted on the general ideas to talk on Yalabad Part Three uh Reddit thread, uh, and it reads: Super new to the Reddit and love this uh, and this thread. I love the podcast and I look forward to hearing them every week, especially during work when it gets pretty boring. Wondering if the podcast would have timestamps for the different topics that y'all would talk about. That'll be super helpful sometimes just skip the topics and go to the one stroke thing before them um <laughs> I mean that's that's interesting uh timestamps see the thing about timestamps I don't know whether the podcast players are like YouTube in the sense if you embed a timestamp it will go forward which is why we we haven't explored it but I mean if there's enough interest um we we, can, we might we might we, we might try on unless you're saying on the reddit post itself lah. But yeah, we don't also... So if you're interested, if you think that would be useful, just go to that comment and just upvote the shit out of it. Yeah. Yeah, But I mean, yeah, like, it, like I enjoy suggestions like that to to help our podcast be more accessible and all that.
1: Correct, mm, correct. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Yours? My one show comment, uh, it's not anything that you find online. Actually, I just want to shout out to a couple of uh, listeners who have come up to us in recent days and just like you know told us that they enjoy listening podcast and and, uh, and their fans are so if I get their names wrong don't kill me but uh, I think one was Bryce and another was uh Sydney mm. uh, so both guys who came up came up to to uh, to us over the the last couple of days and just said that recognized us and said that they love listening to podcast so actually that yeah that, that quite rarely happens uh at least to me lah in terms of people you know our listeners telling coming up to me and saying they love the podcast so i, I was very i was very excited about it lah it really made my day to hear you know to have people say hey i listen to podcasts and I enjoy it a lot and, and you know uh you know, like i know you you messaged me and i was like oh
0: terence is is i can feel the happiness in his text
1: yeah, because it's 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 not about it's, it's about yeah, it's about what we're the content of what we're talking about that that excites people. Uh. Mm, mm. And, and the fact that it relates people can relate and everything. That, that that to me is 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 damn awesome, uh. yeah. yeah so, and, so if you're yeah. listening, if you listen and
0: you see Terrence in public, make sure you go up to him and tell him your yeah. uh that, that you listen to a podcast. It'll make yeah. his
1: day, man. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if uh it makes my day even more even if I'm wearing a mask and you do it. That means more mm. well, we've transcended the, <laughs> the just just only recognizing when you it's see the, an eye, indian uh, and the eye. When, only when you see an indian and chinese person together yeah right like, hey, is that Harish Terrence?
0: <laughs> no or if you are ordering something like there there was one time i think i was ordering coffee and the person uh, making the coffee turn like yalla i was like oh uh, snap. the voice yeah, the voice yeah. the voice yeah, yeah, man yeah,
1: yeah. That yeah that was that was, cool. that, that was cool cool all right cool so well, yes and so what is your one thing of this uh, the weekend
0: my one shook thing is, is actually a trailer for a show that was made in the UK that, I don't know, oh yeah, it, it's come out already, but I just saw the trailer. It's called, um, what's it called? Uh, we Are Lady Parts. And it's oh. about this, there's uh, a British television sitcom about an all-female Muslim punk rock band. And how I chanced upon this is that the lead actress is actually a Singaporean who's based, who's been based in London in London for like the past 10 years, I believe. Um, and she mm. plays the lead actress, uh, who is a yeah. um, Muslim lady um, who wears a hijab, and she becomes the guitarist of this this punk rock band. And I watched the trailer. I was like, oh shit, it seems interesting. Uh, and plus, uh, Singaporean Singaporean uh, lead actress, and it, she got nominated for a BAFTA mm. um, as a I think as, as as best actress or something. So shout out to to them and the show, man. Five other nominations Yeah Best female performance In a comedy programme Alongside Amy Lou Wood From Sex Education So Mm. pretty 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 critically acclaimed I
1: see see. Yeah So that's pretty pretty cool cool. man And it's on Netflix or
0: what? No it's on Peacock
1: Oh Yeah
0: So I don't know how we can watch it in Singapore But I mean you can see the trailer It's it's still Mm. pretty good
1: That's cool That's cool Yeah man it just but. so happens also my, watching sure thing is also a British show, mm. uh. But it's on Netflix la. Mm. Uh, but not no not for the faint of heart. I will give I'll give a very big trigger warning to people that it's about uh you know sexual abuse and, and things like that. Uh, it's the it's a documentary called uh, Jimmy Saville, a British horror story. Mm. So it's about uh. Uh, a British radio DJ, uh, and gen- generally quite a, a big uh, celebrity in his own right, like, a big a big person in the pop culture scene in the UK, that I don't think many Singaporeans are familiar with. Uh, so, apparently, in after his death, after you know operating in the UK for for over over I don't know what sixty years or something as a personality. Uh, after his death in the mid-2000s, uh, um, almost 400 victims came out and said that they were sexually abused by him uh, mm. in the, the children's hospitals that he volunteered in, in mental hospitals he volunteered in, uh, and even like, you know, um, boys' girl, boys' homes and girls' homes that he, he seemed to be volunteering in. La so uh I think what's interesting about the documentary is so the fact is that the worldwide audience out, outside of the UK doesn't know who Jimmy Savile is but the ways that he he basically you know lied to a whole country he gaslit the country he was even knighted at one point right you know he became Sir Jimmy, really uh, yeah. Jimmy Savile. yeah the fact that Margaret Thatcher and, and Prince Charles were were friends oh. with him uh, and all this was really just happening under everyone's noses, and it it, it seemed like, and now you look back, you're like, I think probably for a lot of British people to look back, like, how the hell could it? Could they have not seen this uh, You know, uh, it's a bit like Harvey Weinstein, right? Everyone knew that he was doing something, he was doing illegal things, but but nobody said anything uh, right? Mm-hmm. Until the Me Too movement happened. So yeah, this one's about about uh, Jimmy Savile and and how and how he gaslit an entire nation uh. Uh so so I, I think it's 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 worth watching just to see just to, because they go really in depth about how he really, you know, through his celebrity, through him hanging out with the Beatles and the Rolling Stones and and in the later years or you know, hanging out with like uh Margaret Thatcher and, and everything. How how he managed to bamboozle everybody and hide his uh his paedophilia. Yeah. Oh my god. Is is a documentary, is it? It's a two part documentary. So it's it's not uh I mean yeah la, you you probably need a good three to four hours to really sit through everything though Wow, damn. But again, trigger warning. Not for everyone. Very graphic descriptions of the sexual abuse and, and everything, and it happened to like vulnerable children la. Yeah, that's the worst part lah. Wow, shit. Yep.
0: I mean yeah, like uh, I don't, I don't I don't I don't know about watching it on a Friday night Yeah. La. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah la, it, Sometimes you just need to <laughs> suck it up and you know, you know, and just it's just uh, yeah la, It's just good to understand how these people's minds work yeah. You
0: know. Oh, cool man,
1: cool. I mean, that's uh, not cool, but yeah la, The the, 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 the doc- documentary is pretty it's pretty good la.
0: Oh, I mean, yeah. cool has in like a a cool that we squeezed out this podcast at the, yes. by the end of the week Yes,
1: yes, yes, correct. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. All right. Um so I guess that's we're at the end
1: of it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, do, do 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 we hope we factor in your discussions about the the new prime minister in the next few days lah. Yeah. yeah
0: go forth and and uh discuss go forth and, and discuss. Lawrence it out, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> cool. All right. All right. We are good to go right. Peace.